So last night, Nia Jax made her return to WWE as the 30th entry in the Women's Royal Rumble match. And of course, a lot of the wrestling analysis, you know, that I watch here on YouTube, like Jess Alex of Jess Alex's World, uh, JD from NY206, Solomonster, Solomonster Sounds Off, and so on, were not too thrilled upon, you know, hearing, you know, her music hit and her coming out as the last entry in the Rumble. And look, I understand completely where they're coming from. I mean, she does have a history of botching things. She does have a history of being a danger to her opponents to the point that she can injure them, put them on the shelves, you know, for months, maybe weeks, who knows. And she's very outspoken sometimes when it comes to social media, even when she was not part of the company. But why did she come back? Why was she contacted to make a return? And what is her contractual status? So what is her contractual status? Well, I think her contractual status is potentially, I would say, semi-full-time. Now, you might say, well, what do you mean? Well, full-time is, you know, basically means she would have to be on the road 300-something days. You know, part-time is a selective amount of dates, right? We know that. that. You know, we see that with Brock Lesnar. We see that with Ronda Rousey. We see that now with Roman Reigns and so on. So to me... I look at the fact that she's semi-full, and what that means is instead of 300-something days, I think she's going to be competing on the road 200-something days. That's what I look at. Probably 225, 200 at most. That's what I look at. Because if she was semi-part, yeah, she would have a selective amount of dates, but it would be less than what Brock Lesnar, Ronda Rousey, and Roman Reigns have. So I think it's more semi-full with her. But... The question is, why was she brought back? You know, what is her purpose? Well, I think the reason she was brought back is the same reason Braun Strowman was brought back. So they can reset with her and book her the way she should have been booked long ago. Now, I do believe Triple H will use her, just like with Braun, at first to put over certain people. Like, you know, she's going to be probably used to put over the likes of a Rhea Ripley, you know, Bianca Belair. You know, if you want to pat her stats even more, a Charlotte Flair, a Becky Lynch. Put over damage control to show that, you know, they're still looked at as a threat and not some kind of comedy failure, you know, in the eyes of a lot of folks. You know, she could be... You know, she could be put in a position to put over someone like Raquel Rodriguez. You know, maybe even, you know, do an upset angle where she gets beat by the likes of a Shotzi or Candice LeRae and so on. So I, I think that's what she's going to be. I think that's what's going to happen at first. Is she's going to be brought in. She's going to get some dominant, you know, moments here and there. Maybe even to get a win or two. But when it comes to certain names, I think she's going to be here to put them over to push the stats even more, including let's say the new and improved Oscar Kana, if you will, and and stuff like that. So that's what I think is going to happen. That's just my opinion. Just my opinion, if you will. I could be wrong. Honestly, I could be wrong, but I think under Triple H's booking, that's what's going to happen. Because, again, going back to Braun, people seem to forget that, you know, ever since he came back, people's tone of him being back in the company has kind of slightly changed to the point that now, yeah, they may still be critical of him, but they believe he's been booked more properly under Triple H than he was under Vince McMahon. So that's what I think. 
That's what I think is going to be the same thing with Nia Jax. But here's the question. You know, here's the question, obviously. You know, what, how, you know, the question is, where, is this all she's going to be part of? Is this all she's going to do? You know, will she get a chance to be at the top? You know, will she associate with the bloodline? Honestly, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. I mean, I do believe she'll probably get at least one little push to the top. You know, give her at least maybe one run with, I would assume, the SmackDown Women's Championship. Because she's already held the Raw Women's Championship. So, the SmackDown Women's Championship, I think, would be, you know, a great prize for her to have at least once. Even if it's a short run. I'm just drinking some Coca-Cola here. But, yeah, I think that would be a great, you know, reward for her, depending on how well she's utilized and, you know, whether or not she doesn't botch or hurt anybody. I think that would be a great move. And as well as not saying much on social media like, you know, she has in the past that could get, you know, her potentially in trouble. Now, as far as her association with, let's say, the bloodline, I think that could be an obvious, you know, direction they go in because, you know, one – You know, if you want to have the bloodline show that they're more of a threat, you know, in WWE, besides just with the men's division, you know, when it comes to tag teams and the undisputed title and maybe, you know, intercontinental U.S. title, putting her in the bloodline would show that the bloodline's a threat to even the women's title. And that all the women's champions, Charlotte and Bianca, depending on what brand she's on, or she's basically able to cross between both brands because of being part of the bloodline, you know... That could that could work too, that could work too for her, and it would give her purpose. You know, it would give her a purpose. You know, in the long run, and as well, you know, maybe even improve vastly on her last run in the company. Like I said, which was under Vince McMahon. Now it's under Triple H, and that could work. That could work, and that could just like with Braun Strowman, get people to change their minds. But we'll have to see. We'll have to see in the long run. But I think, honestly, one of those two things potentially could happen. I think, yes, she will get a run with at least maybe the SmackDown title if she's on SmackDown. And I do believe there's a good chance to really uh, help her out, to improve her and get people to change their minds on her, being associated with the bloodline and showing that she is a th- showing that the that faction is a threat all across the board, just like Judgment Day is on Raw. Then I definitely think that will help her out too, and it will help change people's minds on her in the long run. So that's what I think could potentially happen as far as the future, you know, her, of her in the company being, you know, you know, as far as her future in the company goes, I should say. But yeah, in closing, I think obviously, depending on her status, which I think is semi-full, where she'll only be doing like 200 plus days and stuff instead of the 300, I think it's going to work out for her. I think just like with Braun Strowman, people are going to change their minds. They'll still be critical about her, but I think they'll change their minds because, again, as I mentioned, when Braun came back, you know, he was uh, criticized. Nobody wanted him. But yet, over time, their tones kind of changed and like, okay, maybe him coming back on the Triple H was probably the best thing for him. 
So now we look at Nia Jax being in a similar position, and I could say that I believe she's going to be probably better off for her return now under Triple H. Um, and as far as like what, you know, what she'll be doing, you know, I could definitely see her, like I said, getting a shot at being the SmackDown Women's Champ even briefly, as well as maybe, if not that, being part of the bloodline to expand the threat that that faction has all across WWE and SmackDown, just like with the Judgment Day. So, so I think people need to look at the positives and not just the negatives. I mean, yes, I understand I understand, you know, her past history, I get it, you know, you have a right to criticize her for that, okay, no problem, but I think now that she's back under Triple H, it works out better for her, it works, it works out better, and just like a Braun Strowman, it'll probably be a vast improvement and be probably the run that is needed, that is needed for her to get over the way she should have long ago. But let me know what your thoughts are, guys. Let me know how you feel about Nia Jax being back. You know, do you think she's back on a semi-full basis? Again, let me know what your thoughts are on Nia returning. How do you feel about it? Do you think she is back at a semi-full-time basis? What do you think is her future? Do you think she'll be mostly over to, um, you know, mostly be here, I should say, to put over uh, certain talents? Do you think her? Do you think she'll get a shot at least briefly at the SmackDown Women's Title? And do you think she'll play a part in the Bloodline? Let me know down below in the comments as well as in the live chat during the premiere. Like the video. Oh, you will get an audio podcast version of this later. And until next time, guys, I am out.